0: Hey everyone, welcome to Rethink Life Church Online. It is so good to have you join with us today. I am stoked because today is Vision Sunday. If you are new with us at Rethink Life, maybe you're watching today for the very first time, you could not have picked a more strategic and timely opportunity than right now to be a part of our online experience. And my prayer is that if you live anywhere, in Central Florida, we would invite you to personally join us live and in person at Rethink Life Church. We meet on Sundays at Lake Nona High School, right in the heart of Lake Nona, one of the fastest and most exciting communities in all of Central Florida. And honestly, in the entire country. And God is doing an incredible work. And we're excited to be on the ground floor of something big that God wants to accomplish in our lives and through our church to impact our city and beyond with the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. Well, today on this Vision Sunday, I want to share some things with you that's on my heart. I want to share some things with you, even as it relates to our story. You know, it's interesting. We have been in existence now for 20 years. In fact, this past Easter, Easter Sunday, marked the 20th anniversary of our journey as a local church. And I get asked all the time, to really share our story and if you're new with us, maybe you've been attending for quite some time and maybe you've never really heard the details of our story. Well, let me just share with you because it all began on Easter Sunday in 2001. We, When I say we, I'm talking about my wife Michelle and I and a handful of people launched what is known as Rethink Life church at the Lake Nona YMCA. It was in a brand new community, brand new neighborhood, literally a brand new school, and we were just getting started. The only problem was, is that there were no people around. In other words, there were a lot of uh, wide, open, uh, wide open pasture land, and there were a lot of cattle grazing, but there were no human beings nearby. We had to pull people from a lot of different areas in the in the uh, nearby vicinity to come to where we were uh, meeting as a church. And after nine months of realizing that, unfortunately, we are way ahead of the growth, cur- growth curve, we ended up moving to a place called International Drive. Now, if you're familiar with Orlando, maybe you have vacationed in Orlando before if you live somewhere else. Well, International Drive is the, is the kind of the, the major touristy corridor. And we ended up moving literally across town there at I Drive, at a movie theater. We met there for nine months, and then we moved on the southwest side of our city. And we landed in a community called Dr. Phillips. In fact, we were at uh, Dr. Phillips High School and we had no idea that we would end up spending three and a half years at Dr. Phillips High School. And then we felt God's leading eventually to get back to the southeastern side. So here we are now making a complete geographical relocation to the southeast quadrant, trying to get ourselves back into the community of Lake Nona. And what happened was, is we ended up uh, moving into a shopping center. But prior to meeting in the shopping center, we met in an elementary school across the street while we were building out The facility there inside the shopping center. We honestly thought we would be there maybe for five years. Little did we know that we would spend some 14 years in that amazing building as well as in that amazing community. But God continued to stir in our heart to get back to the place where we originally had a vision to be planted and to build our future. And in 2016, we became one church With two locations, we began to get our foot back in the door of Lake Nona High School. And in 2019, in September of 2019, as we ended the the lease term of the place where we were gathered there in that shopping center, we decided to go all in. We decided to become one church, one location right in the heart of Lake Nona. And you know what's amazing, because now we are one church literally in the middle of one of the fastest growing communities and cities in all of the nation. As a matter of fact, did you know that there are over a thousand people, listen to this, every single week that move into the city of Orlando? In fact, where we are physically located at the Lake Nona High School On a daily basis, over 50,000 vehicles pass by the school where we meet there as a church. Listen to this. Disney just announced that over 4,000 of their executive employees from Uh, the Disneyland in California are going to be moving into the heart of Lake Nona. Those are 4,000 more people, many of them who need the hope of Jesus, many looking for a church home. In fact, 20,000 homes are projected to be built right here in the heart of Lake Nona, and that's just on the Lake Nona property and the development that they are expanding. That does not include any of the other developments or any other house um, housing subdivisions that are exploding right now with tremendous growth, nor does it even include the 24,000 acre master plan community that Lake Nona is developing right here in our backyard. Why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you this because God has placed us right here for such a time as this. To take advantage of an opportunity to literally reach people who are far from God, who desperately need God, who, listen, who matter to God. And God has called you and he's called me to be a light in a place that, listen, God wants to use to make an incredible impact on people's lives. The Apostle Paul was writing to a group of individuals, his fellow brothers and sisters, who were living in a place called Ephesus. Unfortunately, Paul the Apostle was in a prison cell. He was there in the city of Rome awaiting his death. And While he was there in this prison cell, he wrote a letter to the people living there in Ephesus. In fact, Paul helped establish. He planted a local church known as the Church at Ephesus that consisted of people just like you and me. But these were people who were near and dear to his heart. These were people who had come together as a local body, as a spiritual family, brothers and sisters in Christ, who had come together. And because of that, they had formed a local church. And so Paul was writing his brothers and sisters in Christ. He was encouraging them, but he was also reminding them of the true riches that they had in Christ Jesus. And the reason why he wanted to reinforce that is because they were living as though they were poor spiritually, but he wanted to remind them that they had unlimited potential with the unlimited riches of Christ at their disposal. And all they needed to do was to make themselves available to be the hands and the feet and the body of Jesus to impact their community. And as a result, the church at Ephesus began to make a tremendous Tremendous impact. And here's what Paul wanted to say. He said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, and I'm sharing from what is referred to as the Living Bible, he said these words. He said, You are members of God's very own family, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Now, there are three words that I want to highlight it's the words members. Family and belong. Let me repeat those again. Members, family, and belong. And the reason why this verse is so important is because it teaches us two things, two important truths when it comes to the church. Number one is this the church is a family. Did you know that? The church is an extension of our physical, biological. Family. In other words, the local church consists of spiritual believers. It consists of brothers and sisters in Christ that are one in Christ who are a part of a spiritual family. What an incredible thing that is. You see, the church is not a building. It's not a club. It's not an organization. It's not a religion. It is not an institution. You know what it is? It is a family. And I, we have a pizza uh, restaurant near where we live here in Lake Nona. And you know what their slogan is? When you walk in the door, they're all uh, from New York and they have that New York accent. I love it. When you walk in, they say, welcome to the family. And I love it because it's such an incredible, engaging moment as you step into that place. You know why they say that is because they want you to feel a sense of belonging because you're a part of their overall family experience. And I believe that's what the church is designed to do. You see, a Christian without a church, you ready for this, is an orphan. And God never intended for you to live disconnected, isolated, alone. You need to be reminded if you know Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a part of a spiritual family. And you need to get to know your brothers and sisters in Christ. The second thing that's so important about that is this, and that is every Christ follower is not just a believer. They are a belonger. That is so important for you to understand. God wants us to have a sense of belonging. In fact, in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, it says it this way. Paul said, in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member, listen to this, belongs to all the others. You see, in the New Testament, there was no such thing as a disconnected or floating Christian, you know, far from what we have in our churches today. In other words, we have a lot of people who just kind of bounce from one church to the next. They they kind of, you know, or what I refer to as church hoppers and church shoppers. You know, they kind of float around from one place to the next based on their personal preferences or maybe whatever is most convenient to their liking. But at the end of the day, it has no representation to what the true New Testament church is all about. You see, in the early church, in the New Testament church, Listen, people didn't say, okay, well, let's go, to, let's go to the church of Corinth this Sunday. And then the next Sunday, they bounce over to the church of Philippi. And then the next you know, Sunday, they go over to the church of Thessalonica. And then they kind of bounce over to the church of Rome because they, they have a, a great worship team. No, 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 no. They didn't go from place to place with a consumer mindset like we have in our culture today. But rather... They were grounded, they were rooted, and they were bound together as a spiritual local body of believers, but they also had a sense of belonging. You know why? Because they were a family who were joined together as one body. Do you know in the early church, when people would physically move from one place to another, believers, Christians would carry with them letters. In other words, they were letters of recommendation that they would present to the other spiritual body, the other believers, commending them to the other church. Can you imagine if that actually happened today? Can you imagine if I got a phone call from another pastor when a family moved from our church maybe to another city and became a part of another church and that pastor calls me and said, hey, got a question for you. Do You know the Smith family? Well, they just became a part of our church. Got a question for you. Are they legit? <laughs> Can you imagine if I were to say, hey, whoa, you better you, you better watch out for those folks, man. They, I don't know, man. They're 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 a little they're a little shady, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're not real committed. You know, they kind of bounce from place to place. No, 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 no. What what were they doing? They were legitimizing the authenticity. They were legitimizing the commitment. They were legitimizing the true faith that these brothers and sisters. Christ had in their lives. And so with that, here's the thing. The word member in Romans 12, 5, you ready for this, is a biblical term. It means that you are identified and you belong to a spiritual body of believers. You know why that's important? Because in the New Testament, there was no such thing as spectators. They were all participants. They were all contributors. In other words, they were not just there to be a part or just to kind of go along for the ride. No, 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 no. They were part of the crew. They were rowing intentionally. They were proactively growing and building God's church to advance the gospel so that people's lives could be changed. Do you want to know the reason why so many people today in our culture, listen to this, are what I call church hoppers and shoppers? Let me tell you why. At the end of the day, it's because they're looking for the perfect church. And if you're listening today, can I just share my heart with you as a friend, listen, as a pastor, whatever you do, do not look for the perfect church. You know why? Because there's no such thing. As a matter of fact, listen, you know what the local church is? The local church is made up of imperfect people. Listen, we want to be a place known where imperfect people are not just allowed, but are embraced because they belong. And we need you to know, and I want you to know that, listen, if you're looking for the perfect church, Whatever you do, don't join it because you'll mess it up. You know why? Because you're imperfect, just like I'm imperfect. We are all sinners, listen, in need of a Savior. And if you know Jesus, then you are still a sinner who has been redeemed. You have been transformed. You have been bought and you've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, we have new hope. Listen, we have a new opportunity to be able to help grow and to advance the purposes of God. You see, the church does not exist for us. No. Listen, we are the church and we exist for the world. And so today on this Vision Sunday, listen, I just want to challenge you. If you have found yourself maybe falling into a trap, of maybe having a consumer mindset when it comes to the church? Can I challenge you to take off the consumer hat and put on the contributor hat? Can I challenge you today to move from the sideline and get into the game, get onto the playing field so that you can allow yourself to be used by God to help advance His church? Let me tell you something. We live in a world today that is filled with people who were spiritually lost. This community that I'm referring to as Lake Nona, listen, as exciting as it is, and the opportunity that we have, I'm here to tell you, it is filled with people who are lost, who are spiritually looking for answers and solutions and hope and purpose in their lives. And we have the answer, and his name is Jesus. Jesus. And so today I just want to share with you quickly four benefits. Listen, when you connect, when you become a part of a local church, listen, when you become a part of a spiritual family, there are four things that will happen. And this is my prayer for you. These very things will take place in your life. And the first is this, and that is you will stay spiritually motivated and encouraged. I love what Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 says. Paul said it this way. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. In other words, don't, you know, be one of these folks that just kind of randomly goes to church. No, don't be those who neglect that meeting together as some people do, Paul said, But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Man, if there was ever a time in our world, in our culture, where we needed, listen, the hope and the encouragement of Jesus in our lives, it is now. listen, I don't have the time, and, and, and I don't want to necessarily state the obvious. We know, you know, that there are people all around us who are hurting and struggling. They're looking for answers and solutions to life. You may be watching this today and maybe you're in a place. Maybe you're in a situation or facing some circumstances right now. And you know what? You wake up every day and you feel like there's something missing. You go to work and you just carry the weight of stress and everybody's out for themselves. And you just feel like you're being pulled in so many different directions. And you're trying to do everything you can to to balance, you know, everything that's going on in your life. And then you have the setbacks and the disappointments and all the things that the enemy wants to use to defeat you and to confuse you, and to discourage you, to get you to the place where you just want to throw in the towel and quit. Let me tell you something. You need to know we serve a God who loves you, who wants what's best for you, who wants to walk through whatever it is that you're going through, who wants to give your heart hope, who wants to fill your mind with peace And your heart with peace, to give you what you need. Because listen, life is short and life is hard. But with Jesus, I'm here to tell you, we can live victorious and we can become overcomers. Listen, everybody needs to know and be known. Everybody, listen, wants to be needed and wanted. And I believe when you are connected to a local church, spiritual body, a spiritual family, you will receive the motivation and the encouragement that you need on a day-by-day basis. That's why we gather in person, because it's a way for us to be encouraged when we're in an atmosphere of other brothers and sisters in Christ, when we're worshiping together. And listen, when we're receiving the Word of God and we're participating in an amazing experience where God shows up. I'm telling you, it fills your tank. It recharges your spiritual batteries so you can go back into this fallen world and be the hope and be the salt and be the light that's so desperately needed. The second thing, when you connect and you're part of a local spiritual family, not only will you stay spiritually motivated and encouraged, but listen, you'll develop spiritual maturity. We as a church, we have a mission, and it goes like this. Our purpose is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if you know Jesus as your Savior, if you've been saved, that's great. It's wonderful. But here's the key. You you may not be where you could be or should be, and the reason why is because you still have a long ways to go, just like I do, when it comes to your spiritual growth and maturity. You see, spiritual growth is not a destination. It's a process. It's a daily choice and habit that we develop in our lives. In Hebrews 6, verse 1, it says it this way, Let us go on and become mature in our understanding as strong Christians ought to be. You know what breaks my heart? I was recently um, introduced to some articles from Barner Research And here's what he discovered, that 88% of Americans own a Bible, but only 37% of Americans actually read their Bibles once a week or more. In fact, he goes on to even emphasize that most children living in America today are biblically illiterate. They don't even know the basic Bible stories or basic truths of the Word of God. Even our young people, not even half, only 46% state that their religious faith is important to their lives. Only 4% of what is known as Generation Z claims to have a biblical worldview. And when he asked parents about where they are in this area of helping their children spiritually and morally, one out of five admitted that they felt like they were not doing a very good job. And a lot of them simply confessed it's simply because they don't know how. Well, listen, we want to come alongside. We want to partner with you. We want to help you. Listen, God never intended for us to do life alone. We need each other. And the only way we can grow together is by developing habits and systems in our lives Listen, but we also need encouragement and accountability from other people who will help us, who will challenge us, who will be there to motivate and encourage us. In fact, in Hosea 4 verse 6, it says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. And I think it's obvious in our culture today, in our world, the reason why so many people are lost spiritually and morally is because they don't know that God loves them, that God has a plan and a purpose for their lives. That listen, He wants to bring about new hope and new beginnings in their lives. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says it this way, In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's Word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life. Listen, one of the most important things you can do is to take time in your day and spend it by reading the truth. Listen, God's love letter, His revelation to your life. It's God's life's manual. It's your operating manual for life. If you want to know how to Work through your marriage, raise your children, make wise choices. Listen, have direction in your life to sense God's presence and peace, and to be affirmed and encouraged to have your faith built up and to know what God's word teaches and the promises that he has given to us that can, that we can hold on to as handles that can help navigate us through life. I'm telling you, spend time in the word of God. Colossians 2 verse 7 says it this way, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth You were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let me tell you something. One of the most effective ways that you can grow and develop and mature in your faith is not by just spending time alone, individually, in the Word of God, through a devotional, just having a personal quiet time. I'm right now going through the one-year Bible. I'm in the middle of Isaiah, and I'm right in the middle of the Bible, and what's incredible is how God has used it to show me things that I've learned and studied for years, but because it's fresh and it gives me a new perspective, it helps me to see things from God's point of view. It's, I'm telling you, it's life-changing. It has filled my soul. It has done so much for me this year. But can I just tell you that there are moments when I just need somebody else to speak into my life. And that's where Life change, life change happens best in a small group. That's why we need other brothers and sisters there to speak into our lives, to show wisdom and to give wisdom, to help encourage us and to help us along the way. Psalm 92 verse 13 says it this way, Those planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Listen, do you want to see your life flourish then can I just encourage you to get rooted, get grounded, not just in the word of God, but within a local body of believers, a spiritual family, a place that you can call home. I was talking to my son, Luke, the other day. He's living in Nashville. And I've been so proud of him. He's on his own. He's been visiting various churches, trying to um, you know, find that place. And I told him, I said, Luke, no such thing as a perfect church. I said, listen, if you find it, don't join it because you'll mess it up. I said, remember, you're just an imperfect person like everybody else. And we were laughing. and I was kind of teasing him a little bit. I said, Luke, I said, you want your life to flourish? I said, you really want to excel? I said, you got to get planted into a local church so you can grow, you can thrive, and your life can flourish the way God intended. And that's true of you as well. The third thing that I believe that God wants to accomplish in our lives through the local church, listen, is to discover our ministry. Listen, if you have a pulse, you know what that means? It means you got a purpose. God has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, let me ask you a question. The moment you put your faith in Jesus, when you became a Christian, have you ever stopped to wonder why God just didn't immediately take you into heaven? I mean, think about it if that's where you're going to ultimately spend your forever, if you're going to spend forever in heaven, then why would God allow us to remain here in this fallen, broken world that's filled with so much pain and so many problems? Why would God leave us here? Why wouldn't He just go ahead and reward us by taking us on to heaven? Let me tell you why. Because God has a plan and He has a purpose. He has an assignment for you and for me. And what you need to understand is that before you were even born, God knew what kind of gifts, abilities, talents, passions, skills. Listen, He knew in advance exactly what was needed. And here's what He did. He created you and He designed you with a divine design, with those gifts and those talents and those abilities, with those passions, Listen, He gave you that so that you could use those to make a difference in the lives of people. I love what Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece, and He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we could do the good things He planned for us long ago. Listen, you have a divine design. God wants you to use what He's given you to make an even greater difference. You were made for a ministry. 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you some special abilities, so be sure to use them to help each other. You see, today, if you find yourself disconnected and you find yourself maybe lacking a sense of fulfillment, I believe one of the reasons why is because maybe you're not fulfilling the purposes that God has gifted you to fulfill. And whatever that might be, and if you're in clarity even to what that even looks like, then come to Starting Point. Listen, all you gotta do is watch a video I've put together, go to our website, watch the video. We have an assessment that will help you so that you can learn what your gifts, what your talents are, specifically how it matches your gifting and your wiring, your DNA. And we'll show you how you can employ those to make an incredible difference by serving in the ministry that's making a difference in the lives of people, which leads me to the fourth thing, and that is to fulfill our mission. You see, listen, God wants us to stay spiritually motivated and encouraged. He wants us to develop spiritual maturity. He wants us to discover our ministry assignment and our gifting and He wants us to fulfill our mission. Let me tell you something. Acts 2 verse 24 sums it up best. When Paul the Apostle, who had accomplished so much for the cause of Christ, and yet here was a man who once was guilty of putting Christians to death, persecuting the church until he met Jesus, and Jesus radically changed his heart and his life. And up on that road to Damascus, when he encountered Jesus, he so changed Jesus, so changed his life. Here's what the Apostle Paul did. He took all of that energy, and he began to use his gifts. He began to use his passion. He began to use what God had given him to begin partnering with God to advance the purposes of God. And he said in Acts 20, verse 21, but my life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about God's wonderful kindness and love. Let me tell you something. As a follower of Jesus, can I challenge you today to think about what God has called us to do. Listen, we can't all be preachers, but like my dad used to say, we can all be preachers. Listen, we can reach those neighbors. We can reach those p- people in our workplace. We can reach those parents who's, 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 um, you know, whose children are on our ball teams and, and that our kids associate with. Listen, we can reach the people in our community. You know how we do it? We do it through one person at a time. We do it through one friendship at a time. We do it by allowing, listen, what what Paul the apostle told us to do, and that was by being Christ ambassadors. That's by simply being the light. When we walk into a place, we're representing. When we walk into a place, listen, we're shining our light. Listen, we're not ashamed, but we are intentional about making a difference. We are on co-mission, fulfilling the great the mission that Jesus has called us to fulfill. And why does all this matter? It matters because on this Vision Sunday, we have a vision, we have a calling, we have a mandate to reach the lost at any cost, to do whatever it takes, short of sin, to reach people who are far from God, who matter to God, to reach them and to give them the hope that is found in jesus christ so let me just close by saying this there are three things today i just want to challenge you to do the first is this i want to challenge you to engage that that, all that means is is that listen whether you watch online whether you attend in person we all have a next step my challenge to you if you're going to engage if you're going to move from being a consumer to a contributor you've got to take the next step what does that look like for some of you Maybe it's by taking your faith public through water baptism. For others of you, maybe it's time to, you know, go to starting point. For others of you, maybe you just need to take some next steps to begin growing in your faith. Join us for 21 Days of Prayers. We launch that on August the 9th. Join us on September. The 8th, as we launch our fall semester of life groups. Why? Because it's an opportunity for us to engage. It's beginning that process to help us do the second thing that I want to challenge you with, and that is not just to engage, but I want to challenge you to grow. Listen, let's make the rest of this year of 2021 the best of this year by growing and becoming and developing spiritual maturity. Listen, so that we look back three or four months from now, we'll say, look how far I've grown. Look at what I've learned. Look at the people that God has brought into my life. Look at the new relationships that God has allowed me to form because I engage and because it took the next step. And therefore, I begin to grow. And when we do that, It positions us to do the third thing I want to challenge you to do, and that is to make an impact. So I want you to engage. I want you to grow. And I want you to impact. Listen, that means join a team so you can start serving and making a a difference. You can start contributing in that way. For some of you, maybe it's helping fund the ministry of our church. Unfortunately, ministry costs money. And I know people get funny about money, but at the end of the day, listen, we have been called to bring a percentage of our resources into the local house of worship. Why? Because that's a part of God's design for funding His vision, for funding His ministry to build His church and to advance His purposes into the world. For others of you, maybe it's just being a part of Inviting somebody to church. Every person that you know is one invitation away from potentially seeing their forever changed. And I just want to challenge you on this Vision Sunday. Listen, if you don't consider yourself to be connected to a church, can I challenge you and can I invite you to come and join our family? Listen, move from the sideline and let's get onto the playing field. Let's be a contributor and let's stack hands together and partner with God, partner with each other as we grow His church and as we advance His purposes and let's make the rest of this year the best of our year as we reach people with a hope that's found in Jesus. So I wanna invite you where you are to bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Two things, one is this. If you are a follower of Jesus and you know him as your savior, maybe you just need to ask God to show you where you need to get planted. God would lead you. If it's here at Rethink Life, listen, we wanna welcome you into our spiritual family. You may live in another state, but you know what? You can still be a part of what God is doing here. Maybe you've drifted in your spiritual journey and it's time to get back on track. It's time to start moving in a a direction that leads you into a closer, growing relationship with Jesus Christ. For some of you watching, maybe you're that person that I've been talking a little bit about, about who just needs hope and there's something missing in your life. I'm going to tell you what it is, is a relationship with Jesus. And if you don't know him, if you've never put your faith in Jesus before, I just want to invite you right where you are to pray this prayer and say these words. Say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I turn from my sin. And today I'm inviting you by faith into my life to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hey, if you prayed that prayer just then, We have some information, I have a little booklet that I wanna send to you, and I'm gonna ask you to take a moment and fill out what we call a connection card, and our host is gonna give you the details on how you can do that. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of this online experience. We cannot wait to see you next Sunday. Well, thanks again for listening.